Hi, and welcome to the Bets Life Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy O'Brien. Join me as I have authentic conversations to share and learn tips and insights into how we all can live our best lives. Lots of laughs, honest topics, and potential overshares are to be expected. Get ready to keep it inspired and also keep it real. Hello, and welcome to the Bets Life Podcast. It's November. Obviously, we have a big event happening this month. Football, I'm just kidding. Football is big this time of year. But of course, I think about Thanksgiving. (laughs) One of my favorite holidays. I don't know about you all, but a tradition I love is going around the table every year at Thanksgiving dinner and speaking about what we are thankful for. Usually we pick a few things to reflect on and share with the group. And it's wonderful to hear what everyone is grateful for. And I also appreciate and enjoy sharing what I am grateful for with my family. And of course, with Patrick, you know, just at the dinner table, I feel like it's a really nice moment. And a lot of the holiday season can be about so much else, you know, obviously financial, about material items, about chaos. (laughs) I feel like the holiday season is wonderful, but I've written about before and shared that I also find it pretty overwhelming at times. And Thanksgiving, I'm going to be real. I do not cook Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not even attempting to step up to the plate to cook Thanksgiving dinner. My mom usually cooks it. She likes doing it. So I am very willing (laughs) for her to take the baton and run with it. She always does a wonderful job and we love when she makes Thanksgiving dinner. We also have started going out for dinner, which is nice too, because you're not doing the dishes. I find it to be a little less stressful. There's not as much you know, on one person, but it's a different experience than having it at home. I'm, you know, not super traditional. Some people always want to have it at home. I kind of like mixing it up. And that's what we've done with our, my family and our families in the past few years. Sometimes we've been traveling for it. Sometimes we spend it with my husband's family. Sometimes we're here with my family. It just depends, but it's a great holiday. And I really am glad that it focuses around obviously some food, but mainly about being grateful before the holiday seasons with, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah, New Year's, all the other stuff before that gets really, really kicked off. And there's again, a lot going on and sometimes not all merry and bright feelings. I think it's nice that we have a time to come together and reflect on all that we appreciate and all that is good in our lives. It's really great to spend the time thinking about that and to remind ourselves all that we have to be thankful for. So we're talking Thanksgiving. We're going to talk gratitude today and a little bit about the differences between gratitude and being thankful because there's a lot of overlap and they're used interchangeably a lot. So I was wondering... Honestly, I was kind of curious that I should really look into it. Gratitude is the attitude of appreciation under any circumstance. Being appreciative even when nothing exciting happens. So not tied to any strings, just a feeling and attitude of appreciation. Being thankful 
It's more of a reaction emotion, you know, when something good or exciting happens, when you get that Christmas present you wanted, when someone helps you with, you know, it's more, I guess, tied to a particular circumstance and is maybe not as permanent or, you know, as constant or consistent as gratitude can be. But I love this quote. Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others by Cicero. I also had to look up how to say that name. I'm not going to lie. It's spelled C-I-C-E-R-O. Just going to be transparent with you guys. (laughs) Then I had to double check. (laughs) You really, when you have a podcast, you really have to start uh, really thinking about how you're pronouncing (laughs) certain words. But I really, really enjoy this quote about gratitude being the parent of all virtues, because I do believe that so much stems from an attitude of gratitude. And when you are living in gratitude, you really are able to give back, to have perspective, I believe, too. And with gratitude, people can acknowledge the goodness in their lives which a lot of times results in people looking outside of themselves. So when you start to really break down all that you are fortunate all that for, all that you have, how lucky you are, usually you connect to something else. Maybe that's other relationships, people in your lives, friends, family, romantic relationships. Maybe that's nature, being in the environment, this planet, all that, you know, we are lucky living in Santa Barbara, you know, California, wherever you live, the natural environment that you get to enjoy. Maybe that's to a higher power, you know, wherever you start to really focus on the good in your life, the more I think you do connect and get outside and of yourselves and focus on a different perspective. And it's also about being content. You know, it's not coming from a place of, I want this, I need this, my life's not enough, this isn't enough, comparing, contrasting, needing, needing, needing. It's coming from a place of being content and even content with the the good and the bad and the ugly of life too. So in positive psychology research, Gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. And I'm going to go through a whole list of health benefits too. So gratitude improves sleep quality, decreases blood pressure in those with hypertension, increases energy levels, reduces stress, increases happiness, boosts productivity at work, and leads to a stronger immune system, which can also be less aches and pains and can actually help you live longer. Grateful people also pay it forward, as I would say, meaning that they are typically more helpful, more generous, and more compassionate. Today, I thought we would discuss ways to grow your gratitude. Because I'm guilty of it. I sometimes focus on the needs what I'm lacking, what I think is not enough about my life. We all do it. It's okay. It's human. But then to be able to bring yourself back into that attitude of gratitude, to realize 
how you need to change your perspective and your focus and to celebrate, you know, being content and being grateful. I know we, again, we have Thanksgiving, we have this one particular holiday to reflect on that, but really it's important to do daily, I believe. And like I just listed with all those benefits, it's something that can really help you in your life and to lead a better life, I believe, and a healthier life. And just like anything, I think the more you practice, the more you center yourself and bring yourself back to being grateful, the I feel like easier it'll be to authentically live from that place or to find yourself with that mindset. So five ways to grow your gratitude coming up. One, appreciate the little things. I've talked about this on a previous podcast with a guest, but keep track of your gratitude. So I do this by thinking of three things I'm grateful for before I go to bed. You can also do this in the morning. Uh, I know people have gratitude journals. You can use your notes app on your phone. I tend to just, I don't usually write it down. I could, maybe I should, but I usually just honestly count it out on my fingers. (laughs) I list up three things. And again, they don't have to be huge things. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm grateful because I won the lottery today (laughs) or this, I've got a new car, whatever it can be. I'm grateful that I had that extra 10 minutes to sit on the couch with my cat Finnegan and drink my coffee. It can be, I'm grateful that I let that car in today and they gave me the wave and I wave back. You know, it can be these little moments. I'm grateful for that text out of the blue that came from a friend that really made me feel good. It doesn't need to be huge things. It can be. Listen, we all have huge, big celebratory moments too, but it also can be these simpler moments that you can express gratitude. I've also heard about the gratitude jar where you can write, you know, it on a slip slip of paper and put it into the jar. And then I don't know, maybe at the end of the month, maybe at the end of the year, however you want to do it, you can go through and reread and maybe reflect on that as you would if you wrote it down in a journal. I know people do this with prayer too. I think a lot of times you can reflect and be thankful for all that you're grateful for when you're talking to a higher power. So there's so many ways that you can focus on the little things that you can express gratitude just on a day-to-day ritual level. Want to hydrate faster and more efficiently? Check out Liquid IV's Hydration Multiplier Electrolyte Drink Mix. It's great after a long wedding weekend, a super intense workout, or on the go while traveling. Shop the 10 flavors and additional products at liquid-iv.com and use Living the Bets Life for 25% off and free shipping. Looking for workouts that you can do from the comfort of your own home or while traveling? Obey Fitness has you covered with 20 daily live and 8,000 plus on-demand workout classes. I take their bar classes in my living room. It's so convenient. With an assortment of 15 class types, there's something for everyone. Visit obeyfitness.com, that's O-B-E fitness.com and save half off your first month with the code Betsy 50. That's B-E-T-S-Y five zero. Okay. Two, 
say thank you, and share appreciation. This is just noticing, you know, I think these nice interactions that we all have, again, doesn't need to be hugely simple. You know, I think about obviously with my husband, with my parents, with my friends, even with neighbors, you know, just there's moments that are really wonderful and joyous and nice and kind and just taking moments to to say thank you and to appreciate them. I think too, the more specific a lot of times, you know, we all love an I love you, these sweeping, you know, nice comments. Those are great too. However, I think if you can be even more specific, and this is great for a partnership too, specifically, like I can tell Patrick, I love him. That's nice. That's a nice moment, of course. But I can also say, I am so appreciative that you check the tire pressure on my cars because I'm never going to do it. And then you make sure that I'm good to go and that I'm safe while driving. (laughs) Or I'm very thankful that you clean the French press out and get that all ready for me so that when I wake up in the morning, all I have to do is add coffee and water and I'm good to go. It makes my morning easier. You know, just really being specific what someone has done for you or something that you appreciate about their character or how they interact or how they show up. So be specific if you can. I also love old school thank you notes. I still handwrite a to-do list. I write all the time notes, you know, whatnot. I'll, I'll write out even before a podcast, I'll write out my notes in hand and then I'll type them up. It's very natural for me. I am one of those crazy people that still writes in cursive. I know that's like going to be obsolete probably soon because I'm sure kids today are not learning cursive, but still rocking it over here. (laughs) I print sometimes too, but I do enjoy cursive. But doing an old school thank you note, writing it out, taking the time to, in words, write down why you are grateful is wonderful. I think it feels good to do. You get to take that time to appreciate the actions of someone else if they gave you a nice present, if they showed up for you in a certain way. And then you get to send it off. And then the person gets to feel good when they read it. They get to see that you have acknowledged and that you are appreciative and that, you know, your, I guess, actions mattered and were recognized, which is nice too. So it's a, I feel like a mutually beneficial thing. And, you know, this can also be a text. This can also be an email, but I feel like just taking the time to reach out to someone to say why they made your day, how they made you feel good, how they made you feel special, how they put that extra time in for you or money or whatnot. It's just really nice. It's a nice reminder And again, I think is very meaningful and builds the connection between people too. Three, (laughs) and this one is a little, (laughs) you're going to be like, really? This is a little tougher at times. I get it. But three, acknowledge the setbacks. So I know this is harder to do when you're right in the middle of something and something hasn't worked out the way you wanted to, you're disappointed, you know, something has gone unplanned, you've had some challenging events or discouraging, but 
remember that sometimes it all works out for the best and the way it was supposed to work out. And I know, again, that takes patience. That takes (laughs) maybe some time, but I think this is important. Thinking about breakups. Oh my God, we've all, who hasn't gone through a painful breakup where you just think the world is crumbling and you'll never love again. And you just feel so dejected. Who hasn't gone through that? And then years later, you don't even think about it or you are honestly probably like, thank goodness, you know, (laughs) that almost killed me five years ago. (laughs) Now I don't even think about it. Now I realize it was the one of the best things that could have happened. So I know it's harder to have that mindset, but if you can think about things as if, you know, this is, I'm trudging through it, it's going to get better. I'm going to get to the other side of this. And then I'm going to be thankful that this actually happened, that this chapter ended. An example for me is I applied for grad school, did all the testing, did all this stuff after college, applied, and Patrick and I ended up moving to Madison, Wisconsin. So I knew I, w- I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to move anywhere. So I applied to, to schools in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee and Madison. And Madison, I was applying for creative writing. And Madison happens to have one of the top. <laughs> it's like, I think in the top five creative writing programs, and they take something ridiculous, like six to 10 people every other year, because I think it switches between nonfiction, whatever. It, it was going to be a hard goal. But we were living in Madison at the time, and that was obviously my number one choice because we were there. Well, a story, I did not get in. I was so sad about it. I was so disappointed. And (laughs) I just, you know, was really bummed out because I thought like, this could be great. This would be amazing. If I got in, I could get, I could be in school while we're here. I was a little bit lost at the time to be totally transparent. When we moved, we moved for Patrick's job. I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I had a period of time where I felt pretty lost and I felt kind of alone and I didn't know anyone there. I had to meet new friends. Like it was kind of like starting over, but starting over in my early to mid twenties, it wasn't like the college start over where people are there for the same reason, your same age and kind of same season of life. This was different. So it really gutted me and I was bummed, but then I now can look back and after I didn't get into school and knew that I wouldn't be doing that there. Patrick got the job in Santa Barbara. And so we moved. So we were only there for a couple of years. And I realized in hindsight, oh my God, what what would I have done if I got into a program? I would have had to stay behind. What I would have, we would have had to do long distance. I would be miserable by myself here, Patrick's in Santa Barbara with my family. Like that would have been horrible. So I look back now, I also saved a lot of money. Let's be real. (laughs) I look back now and I am very thankful that that didn't work out. However, at the time it was brutal and I made Patrick go get me enchiladas, which I'm not going to lie. The Mexican food in Madison, Wisconsin was not the same as California, but that was in my darkest hour. I'm like curled up on the couch and Patrick's like, what can I do? What's going to make you feel better? I'm like, I need, can you, can you go, please go find enchiladas? (laughs) 
and there was like this Tex-Mex place. And I did. I, you know, the power of healing enchiladas, you guys, that is a true story. I really did. That was my request. That was my comfort food when I was really sad. However, again, it all worked out. I'm so glad I didn't get in. I'm so glad we didn't have to deal with trying to figure that out because when we moved back, we got engaged. I was wedding planning. It was so nice to be here. And I was so, so grateful to be back in Santa Barbara. So remember that the setbacks will often lead to bigger and greater things. Four, volunteer. Give your time to others. Donate. Find an organization that interests you and help others. I think this is a great way to think outside of yourself too, to get some perspective, to see all that you have and to focus on that. And also not only are you acknowledging all that you have, you are acknowledging all that you are able to also give. You are able to focus on the abundance of your life, how you are able to help others and share with your success, finances, time, compassion, how you are able to really give of yourself because that can, again, connect you to something larger than yourself or your individual problems or needs. I think it paints a bigger picture and does lead to a lot of reflection and just getting out of your own personal bubble or even your own neighborhood, city bubble, wherever you are. Obviously, I am big on volunteering. There are certain organizations that I really believe in and I support with my time financially, you know, and I try to go to different luncheons around town. I try to show up for certain events, certain people supporting causes. I think it's important. I think it's important to give back and when you are lucky to have enough or even more than enough, I think it's important to share and to help others with that. Number five, travel. You guys know that I love to travel. It comes back to this a lot, but I really think that travel is a is such a great way to broaden your horizons and to really see how the rest of the world lives. You know, we are lucky Listen, are there problems with our country? Yes, but I feel genuinely very lucky to be American. I feel lucky to live in California. I feel lucky to live in Santa Barbara. Um, You know, you travel enough and I got to do this one semester at sea and I traveled to parts of the world I honestly probably wouldn't have normally been super pumped to travel to, wouldn't have like elected to travel to on my own. But on semester at sea, we went to a lot of different parts of the world, different countries. And I got to see, you know, it was culture shock at times. And I got to really gain perspective and to see how fortunate I truly am. And we had a class on semester C that everyone had to take. I can't remember if maybe it was like world study. I can't remember what it was called, but the professor always talked about, you all are lucky little bunnies. That was the phrase he always used. And I am so grateful for him for, you know, we're all 20, 21, you know, you're just at that age. You are selfish and you're focused on yourself. It's a really fun time in your life. You don't have a lot of responsibility. You're young, you're naive about a lot of things. And it was just a reminder of 
how fortunate we were to get to go on this trip, how fortunate we were to see parts of the world that a lot of people will never see, you know, to take this trip, to travel for this length of time that the vast majority of people will never do in their lives. So I felt like I really got outside of my comfort zone. I really had a lot of experiences that then made me so grateful and realized how fortunate I was in my own life, you know? And again, it's so easy to focus on the have nots and to keep up with the Joneses and all this other stuff, but you travel. And I think you see a lot of how the rest of the world lives. And I think it is a reflection on all that you can appreciate about your own life and, you know, honestly, entitlement at times. So I also have a friend's husband <laughs> who I love. He's also a friend too. He talks about being a little uncomfortable on vacation. His quote was that, you know, you should be uncomfortable on vacation. And we all laughed. But I agree with him now because I think being uncomfortable when you travel is part of broadening your view and your perspective. And if you, you know, sure, I don't get me wrong. You know, I like a cocktail on the beach or something easier, relaxing. But I think a lot of times when you can push yourself and when you can really be outside of your comfort zone and not just have the relaxing, you know, trip, but to actually explore, to really immerse yourself, to get uncomfortable, I do think that it can really increase your gratitude and really remind you of all that is wonderful in your life. And again, give you perspective on how you can help other people or give back or be involved in causes outside of yourself. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you are able to reflect on all that you are grateful for and to incorporate gratitude into your everyday living. Like I said, whether it's something you do in the morning, the night, a little ritual throughout your day, or where whether it's something that you really try to come back to you and live your life with that consistent attitude of appreciation. I thought I would leave you with a quote by Henry David Thoreau. I am grateful for what I am and have. My Thanksgiving is perpetual. I wish you all perpetual Thanksgiving. <laughs> have a wonderful holiday and a reminder to keep living and coming back to gratitude. Speaking of that, I am very grateful for you all and for listening. Thank you so much. I am constantly blown away <laughs> by the gratitude that I have for my listeners and readers and social media followers. So big thanks to you all. Interested in more? Visit thebetslife.com or find me at thebetslife on Instagram. Please follow, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.